Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. Uh, we go live every weekday morning on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. Also, find those links on Twitter and Instagram story. Plus, uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok as well once practice gets back started on the field for the Titans next weekend, Zach. We will have TikTok content for you from those practices. But I got to thank our sponsors before we officially get rolling because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. If you need a new car, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org. The region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. I've seen a lot of comments, Zach. Uh, I did see a comment that I wanted to bring up off the top uh, that somebody said uh, that uh, Ryan, uh, yeah, Derek, Derek Gottschall says, Tanny is a big reason why AJ left. So I'm going to post Buck Rising's column in the uh, Facebook comment section from last night on AtoZSports.com that has a message for Derek who thinks, and everybody else who thinks that AJ Brown left because of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so uh, you got that message for you, but we have a lot to get to with Ryan Tannehill uh, and what he all said. He spoke for like 17 minutes yesterday, uh, ironically, to the Titans media and covered a lot of ground. He talked about why he did not show up to the beginning of offseason work, which is because apparently renovating his house in Florida, spending time with his family, had to get, take care of some of those. And he's learned that over the course of his career, he doesn't need to show up in April to not work with an actual football on the field. He's here now and he's getting to work. He had talked about the social media uh, that he posted uh, of you know the recharge Celsius ad on a boat. He said that was taken in March. He wasn't even on the boat in the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, people will take what they want with social media. But, I, you know, we've talked about this. Optics are a big deal with Ryan Tannehill's offseason. And so far, he has failed at the game of optics. Um, and, and I don't know if you want to comment on that before we dive into this Malik Willis comment and, and get deeper into that conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, know the room. You know, know the temperature of the room. It, I, it doesn't matter when it was taken. It was when it was posted. Uh, you know, that that's when people see it. And that was terrible timing for all of, of what was going around the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. And look, the title of the show is for, for good reason. This has been the hardest offseason in Ryan Tannehill's probably, well, Titans career, I would say that. You know, he probably struggled going from starter to non-starter. Uh, and that was a tough pill to swallow. But there's nothing like being the starter and being on the biggest stage in the NFL in the divisional round and failing miserably in front of millions and millions and millions of people. Nobody, and I will preface this conversation, nobody really truly knows what that feels like. And so, like, that is I, – I, I do sympathize. I mean, I, I'm not, I am not completely cold-hearted, but at the end of the day – you got to do your job better. And so I've been very critical and will continue to be critical. You cannot throw three picks in divisional playoff games. You cannot have two weeks to prepare and your first throw is an INT. You can't have two minutes on the clock to go down and win a football game and throw a pick because you're trying to force a ball into NWI. You can't do that. 
So all the criticism is deserved. How he handles it is up to Ryan Tannehill, but this has been a very difficult offseason thus far for number 17. Yeah, and we'll talk about um, the mental dark space that he said that he has been in. And, I, and I, look, I, I have been through a handful and dozens of Ryan Tannehill press conferences, uh, and I thought yesterday, and I was talking to, you know, Corey Curtis mentioned this from News 2 right afterwards, like, Tannehill answered questions. <laughs> like, he, he went up there, and he wasn't shy. He answered questions. He put thought behind him where a lot of times you get a lot of nothing. Tron Davenport uh, has has compared Ryan Tannehill to a bland chicken breast that he is just uh, well. Well, Tehran never tasted Jake Locker, so he doesn't know what bland chicken breast is. <laughs> Unseasoned chicken breast is what Tron Davenport called uh, Ryan Tannehill, which I thought was a really funny way to put it. But that's typically what Ryan Tannehill well, is. Uh, well, uh, then Jake Locker's unseasoned tofu—that's what Jake Locker is. Yeah, I'll give you that. Anyway, all right, so. So with Ryan Tannehill, he was asked later in the press conference about Malik Willis. And so we talk about how bland he is and how he doesn't say anything, yet he's done a lot of things over the last, uh, you know, several months that have gotten people fired up, right? The spicy Tannehill that Demetrius just talked about in the comment section. So he said something about Malik Willis. And so let's go ahead and play that clip of, he was asked, you know, how do you envision working with Malik Willis, who eventually will try to take your job? Here is that back and forth. Question is obvious. Ultimately, probably his goal is to take your job. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but. Um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. So there you go, short and sweet. And he was asked, like, let's think of the question that was asked: How do you plan on working with Malik Willis, knowing that he eventually is trying to take your job, right? So that's how the question was phrased, and that's how Tannehill answered it. And that's very and, important. Like, yeah, if, the I, question's I, like, play, very important. Play that again because. Yeah. You know, when you see an Adam Schefter quote graphic that goes out to millions and millions of people, it doesn't have the question before yep. it. So, so yep. take a hey, take a second, gather your things at work or wherever the hell you are, saddle up and listen to the question that was asked of Ryan Tannehill. And I will say it's difficult because David Beauclair and Stillman were talking over each other. The mic picked up uh, the the first part of Beauclair, but listen closely. Question is obvious. Ultimately, probably his goal is to take your job. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. So now that we heard it the second time, uh, Zach. How do you feel about it? I think that he answers that question differently if it's asked. And look, the question is what the question is. But if he's asked, you know, is it your job to mentor Malik Willis? I think he probably would say, well, I don't necessarily would say mentor, but maybe another word, right? Like he answers it differently. But he, he got asked the question. He answered the way that he did. And he said, it's not my job to mentor Malik Willis. That's what he said. And so he was criticized. This went 
I mean, it went viral yesterday. There's Absolutely. not much going on on the other side of the draft. And now, you know, quarterbacks are talking. We obviously, you know, A.J. Brown was a big part of this year's draft in that trade. And now the dust is settled and Ryan Tannehill comes out. Malik Willis was a big part of this year's draft. Mm -hmm. How far he fell. I mean, we were all talking about Malik Willis going in the top 20, right? We didn't think he would be there by 26, much less 86. Yeah. So, like, you, you sit there and you, you look at what has happened, and Adam Schefter, I mean, Ian Rappaport, I mean, all of them got a hold of this, and they took the line, it's not my job to mentor Malik Willis, and they ran with it. And they did not take the entirety of the comment because I, I see I see you guys' comment like this, like Ryan says, be humble like Mario to help your bum ass. Like, Ryan, you have no idea what happened with the Marcus Mario to Ryan Tannehill relationship. And, Ryan, you have no idea what's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Like, so many people... I'm not going to get to it yet. Let's let's ask our question, Zach, and then I, I I do need to. That was good. That was good restraint right there. I uh, I I was like, okay, hold. On, let me just. I've been working on my restraint, so let's let's see what happens here. Okay, let's let's ask our question. Was it fair or foul for Ryan Tanhill to say, "quote It's not my job to mentor Malik Willis." Is it fair or foul for Ryan Tanhill to say it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis? And then I'll go off on Ryan's comments and a lot of other people who uh, I think have um, uneducated comments this morning. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach, I know you're going to throw shade on the Preds uh, later on in the show, but uh, we are going to uh, learn about UC Soros and what that means for him to have a high ankle sprain with a Bone and Joint Institute Doc Talk segment coming up on Thursday. That's tomorrow at noon. So get ready for that. We've got another ankle specialist joining us, Dr. Durr. We'll talk about UC Soros and his potential timeline to return because uh, the Preds absolutely need UC Soros to get back in between fights. So boneandjointtn.org, that's where you need to go. They've got the experts on any type of joint injury you could possibly have, rehab, uh, physical therapy as well. So get right there, boneandjointtn.org. AZ Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Man, I I had a night last night, and it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> I told you the Celtics were going to beat the Bucs. I yep. told you that. I knew that was going to happen. But, man, the Bucs are getting beat so bad because your boy Grant Williams was hitting threes, and so was uh, Jason Tatum. They yanked all of my players that I had prop bets with two minutes and 11 seconds left. I lost four prop bets. By under one unit. So like mm. a half a rebound, a half a point, a half an assist. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, that was a tough night, but the Grizz bounced back and you can bounce back. Uh, John Morant. Wow. That was, that was an exciting game to watch. You can be in excitement tonight with NBA action. Bet MGM has a risk-free bet for new users up to a thousand dollars for you right there. You can go there. You can bet against the Preds if you want to. I mean, I don't really care. You, however you want, new users, if they use the pro, uh, the promo code ATOZ Sports, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That is money in the bank right there. Use that promo code and download the app today. All right, ATOZ Sports here live on a Wednesday. I want to go ahead and play this 26-second clip again of Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. 
We'll talk about the whole comment. We'll get your guys' comment. Is it fair or foul for Ryan Tannehill to say it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis? Here it is again. Deception is obvious. Ultimately, probably his goal is to take your job. I mean, that's part of uh, being in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're we're doing the same drills. Um, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but. Um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. So Ryan Fields uh, triggered me by saying that uh, be humble like Mariota helped your bum ass Tannehill. So I want to ask, you know, Zach, I'll send you the comment section here in a second. When when has Ryan Tannehill been a bad teammate ever? Like, does he has he thrown interceptions at really inopportune times in the playoffs to end your season? Yes. But when has Ryan Tannehill been a bad teammate? Never. From what we like, never, never. But there's never been a, you know, publicly like, you know, documented case of Ryan Tannehill being an asshole. Like Ryan Tannehill has been a good teammate. He's he's helped along AJ Brown. He's you know talk about Logan Woodside. We see clips of Tannehill and Woodside talking on the sideline all the time. We see uh, Ryan Tannehill and you hear his other teammates talk about Ryan Tannehill. But I, I think for the people who have a problem with this, they're completely misunderstanding it. But there is some weight that goes on Tannehill's shoulders for the optics game once again, that Ryan Tannehill did not need to say this. It, it was his choice to say this. And it's another box checked or another example of a bad optics thing that Ryan Tannehill has done so far this offseason. But or, is it- uh, well, or he could not care, right? right. He, right. Well, and, and, and like, well, again, if I was a quarterback and you know me, I just wouldn't give a damn. I don't care what you guys think. I, like, you, I, it's my responsibility to do my job. Now, you've got to be smart. You've got to also understand what's going to happen and the repercussions. But Ryan Tannehill, I don't know how he feels about this. Does he have regret for what he said, or does he believe in what he what did he say? What well, and, he, and he's what not he out said? here. He's not out here saying he's going to sabotage Malik Willis's career. He just say he's not going to be his mentor, but he's going to be his teammate. Like right. Just, well, well, he, and I want to read the comments because I don't want to get distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think where the fans are coming from, and we'll we'll see it here in a second. You know, they drafted Malik Willis to be mentored under Ryan Tannehill, right? Like, in theory, that they they drafted a, uh, a, and we assume, a quarterback with a high ceiling that needs some time. Ryan Tannehill is already the starting quarterback. We know how much he gets paid, right? He gets paid a lot of money. And so I think in fans' minds and the Titans' minds, this is what they were there to do and then when the quarterback says it's not my job to do that I think that's why eyes open a little bit wider when you actually hear it straight from the horse's mouth of Ryan Tannehill saying eh, it's not my job to mentor so th- that's because why every, the, the feathers have been ruffled right in my and, and Steven brings up a good comment on YouTube says people like Schefter tell half the story it's what makes the players look like butts and that's why players typically don't like media because Half the media is bad media and spin it by only saying half the story. So now get to the comment section. You know, too bad, right? Like yeah. you, you, I don't like waking up early, but I wake up ever early every morning, right? So you do all you do stuff that you don't want to do. I love that's I just love life. Up, really. <laughs> uh, fa- well, fair or foul uh, for Ryan Tannehill? 
Uh, is it uh, to, for him to say it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis? Let's go to the comment section. Steven says fair, and I think we got a string of fairs early on. Blake says fair. David, Trevor, Jarrell, Derek, Scott, right there, all with fairs. So does Alan. Sean says fair. Mason says fair. Alex says fair. There's a lot of uh, you know, non-issue right there from Shannon. These are a lot of Titans fans that watch this show. This is why I love this show is to get a good barometer of what actually is thought because the perception is that it's foul. This is unbelievable. Adam Schefter tweeted this out as if it was foul, but we've got fair, fair for Michael. Timmy says fair AF, fair right there. Fair for Mo. We haven't had a foul yet. There's, Jimbo, there's several fouls. Titans. <laughs> Titans. Eric says fair. So our first foul comes from Brandon. He says foul, but Damon follows that up with completely fair. You know, uh, let's see. Naderade 23 says foul. Uh, fair from Brad and fair from Derrickler. Tighten up says fair. Totally fair from Juan. I mean, overall, I mean, fair is winning. You know, Jeff says foul. Even if you think that, don't say it. Nate John says foul. Uh, what a Muppet thing to say, team sport. I mean, we again, that. like everybody's, and so here's what but I it's think. Fa- so the, but the chat says fair. I mean, a majority. Yeah. yeah, more fouls came in later on. Um, but not enough to even do any damage. Yeah, so Cody says it's foul when you listen to a 10-second clip. It's fair when you're not a dumb-dumb and understand its entirety. So, uh, Cody, I... I actually, I don't, I don't think, well, I don't, if you want to, I think it's fair for him to say, because he's right. He's not wrong. And I think for everybody who did not hear it, it looks worse in text on an Instagram graphic on a tweet. It looks worse there than it actually sounds coming out of his mouth, coming out of his mouth. He talks about like, yeah, that's part of competing, right? We're in the same, watching the same tape, doing the same drill. It's not my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me, then great. Like he said it so nonchalantly with zero, like, like bully or negative tone that he's going to sabotage Malik Willis's career. No, he's going to be a regular teammate. And the question was set up. Like it was baited to say, how do you feel that they drafted somebody to come in here and take your job? And the question's important because how many radio shows, how many national talking shows will play that clip today and not have the question in there because that's where players get upset with media and with talking heads that spin zone everything because you have to like knowing the question they're answering is important. And the question he answered was, how do you plan on working with Malik Willis knowing he's eventually trying to take your job? Well, I'm going to be a teammate. We're going to, we're going to compete. We're going to watch the same tape, do the same drills. I'm not going to mentor him, but if he learns from me, great. <laughs> like That's the honest truth. Well, no, but see, this is where you're wrong. You misspoke. He didn't say, I'm not going to mentor him. He said that that's not my that's not job. not my job. It, right. But that's very important. That And so that kind of, and love of the show goes to AD, because this is good. Love of the show goes to AD. Frierson, shout out. He said, Titans say they want national media coverage. Here we go. There you go. Buckle there you, up. 
Welcome to Philadelphia, AJ. Right. So, you know? so let me get back to because you're right. I, I did misspeak when I was trying to. But that's almost, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost verbatim went through Tannehill's comment, but I did misspeak in there. It's not my job to be his mentor, right? Because it's not. What is Ryan Tannehill's job? To win football games. To win football games. What did Ryan Tannehill say yesterday, too, that, ever, that nobody paid any attention to? He said, I know that I have to be my best in January. Ryan Tannehill did not say anything about, like he said, he's, he's excited to attack the season. He's driven. He's fueled. He's fired up. He's using this as motivation. He's ready to go. But he pointed out January. He didn't point out September. He didn't give a damn about November. He pointed out January. So what does that tell me? And that, the question that he had, he wasn't asked about playoffs. He was asked about this upcoming season. And he said, I've got to be my best in January because that's where he was his worst in January. Well, that right? sounds a lot. That sounds a hell of a lot better than what AJ said at his Philly I'm press conference. I'm not a regular season is, guy. <laughs> I'm not a regular season guy. Because if Tannehill would have said that, he would have gotten destroyed. <laughs> but nobody pays attention to that. Nobody pay, But but okay. And so I, I talked to Buck after our after the Titans meet availability, and and you know we had a conversation that Ryan Tannehill's job this season is to play well enough for Malik Willis to not play. That's Ryan Tannehill's job because Malik Willis is not ready. The more I've done watching Malik Willis over the last 72 hours, Malik Willis needs to sit the entire year. He does not need to be the Titans starter. Ryan Tannehill needs to be the Titans starter. So Ryan Tannehill's job is to play at a high enough level for Malik Willis to sit his ass down the entire season and learn. That is Ryan Tannehill's job. It is not to mentor Malik Willis. Because you know what? The best thing for Malik Willis is not to play. So if Ryan Tannehill plays at a high enough level for that to happen, then he's doing the good thing by Malik Willis. And I, I agree with you. And to kind of take it a step further, you know, Ryan Tannehill's job is to finish out his contract, right? You know, that's really in, in Ryan Tannehill's mind. He, if he does his job correctly, if he does his job, he will be the starting quarterback over the next two years. Now, whether that happens or not, I have no idea. But that's got to be his mindset. And, you know, to come into this offseason, I agree with the chat. I agree with you, Austin. It is absolutely fair. It's not his job to do that. And you shouldn't get butt hurt or your panties in a wad when he says the truth. Because it's not in his job description. When he signs that contract, it is not to it's not to mentor the practice squad guys. It's not to take them out to lunch. It's not to be their friends. It's not to go to dinner parties with them. It's to win football games, right? At all costs. Be prepared. Work your ass off. Make sure that you make the right reads when you need to. Unfortunately, he was unable to do that in the divisional round in the best setup that the Tennessee Titans have had in the history of the Tennessee Titans. That was the easiest road that they were ever going to have. There's the game had changed, right? No longer. It's not 2008 anymore. The, the NFL had changed the structure of the league. The Titans had the best opportunity to go win a Super Bowl with where they were. It, it's just straight facts, homie. I'm not spitting you any lies. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. They, the only number one seed in the AFC that got the bye, they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They had the easiest road. And what do you know? A, a wild card team ended up going to the Super Bowl, right? The, the Chiefs started three and four and they lost 
they did something that they didn't usually do. So the job was not done correctly last year. How do you come and do the job? The focus should be winning games this season, not helping Malik Willis win games in 2024. Yeah, and faux scoop over on Twitch watching the show. So yeah, you can watch us on Twitch right there as well. Says, yeah, it's not his job, but it's his duty to pass the game on to the youngsters. Don't suck and you won't lose your job. Like, you know, it some people view that that way. I know you've got some Kurt Warner stuff you want to get to, Zach, but you know, we've seen Joe Flacco say screw basically say screw Lamar Jackson. <laughs> we've seen other quarterbacks like, you know, when And where's Flacco? We, you know, it happens. Right. It's the industry. Well, you know, we've, but it, it doesn't matter if you mentor him or if you don't. We've seen Brett Favre do this to Aaron Rodgers and now Aaron Rodgers doing this to Jordan Love. But but here's what I know. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers don't have a bad relationship. <laughs> I know that. I'll tell you that right now. It's not like they're they don't like it. Aaron Rodgers isn't continuously pranking uh, Jordan Love like Jim and Dwight from the office like that's not how that relationship is they it's a it's a normal quarterback starter to backup relationship and that is what Ryan Tannehill Malik Willis will be a normal starter to backup relationship it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis his job is to get the Titans back in the playoffs and play at his best in January that's well, it and and Malik Willis's job is to take that chip on his shoulder because he, he was in the draft room day one and all of a sudden he blinked and you know, he was in the draft room day two and then he blinked and it was late in the third round and he, he was in the, the draft room, alley. right? He was in a bowling alley yeah. day two. So like Malik Willis is to take that chip on his shoulder and to be the best quarterback they possibly can be and, and prove the critics wrong. You brought up Kurt Warner and I'm glad you did because, you know, you talk about experience. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Flacco are good examples of guys that they kind of had the same mindset that Ryan Tannehill is. It's not my job. Brett Favre is the same thing. It's not my job to mentor you. I'm not here to help you take my job. If you want to learn along the way, that's on you. That's your responsibility if you take what I say and do the best with it, right? Kurt Warner is a, is a little bit different, right? Because Kurt Warner came out and said on this yesterday Quote, I will never understand the I'm not here to mentor the next guy mentality. So for all you young quarterbacks that you need a mentor, DM me and I'll be that guy. Happy to help in any way that I can, end quote. Kurt Warner, if you remember, was literally the mentor for Eli Manning. He was the starting quarterback for the New York Giants when Eli entered and Eli took over. He knew that. It was a completely different setup, though. The Giants weren't going for a Super Bowl when Kurt Warner was the quarterback. And Kurt's lucky I didn't do this to his ass and have him cradle that football like a child, like he doesn't know how to hold it in his crap-ass movie. Oh, God, it's completely bad. different, man. Like, And that's what drives me crazy about And I think this, this is an ego grab. This is an attention whore thing yeah. where Kurt's like, hey, come on over to me. I'll help you. Well, you can't help the same way that Ryan Tannehill can help, right? It's a different form of help. But the fact is that Kurt is wrong. He is dead wrong. I'm not here to mentor the next guy. That is not what Ryan Tannehill said. And I, I don't think, and I don't know, did Kurt Warner listen to the press conference? Because I hope not. he did before he opened his big mouth. Probably Because not. he would have known exactly what question was asked. And really what answer it was, 
All Ryan Tannehill did was state fact. It is not his job to mentor. It's not. You know, it would it be, I think it would have been weird if Ryan Tannehill would be like, yeah, it's my job to mentor Malik and have him be the starter by week 13. <laughs> you know, like, he's not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and I think Tannehill, Tannehill like, expected us to, and everybody listening, to remember who he's been as a teammate. Like, he's operating under the background knowledge that, yeah, I, I, I know I'm a good teammate. And that's how he's going to be. He's going to be a normal-ass good teammate like he's been the whole time with the Tennessee Titans. He was a good teammate with Marcus Mariota. Like, he was out there competing when he was the backup after John Robinson traded for him for a fourth round pick. But that, and like, he, he's talked about this. He sat in a backup role. He swallowed that pride and sat in a backup role because it was Marcus Mariota's team until it wasn't. And then when it was Ryan Tannehill's team, he stepped up like it was his team and they went to the AFC championship game. A lot because of what Ryan Tannehill allowed that offense to become after Mariota was uh, hamstringing literally that offense. And look, fans, I think understand this and the chat got it right. So I, I want to recognize yes. the chat answered the, the correct answer. We didn't have a bunch of fouls here. We had people that actually listened to what they said and what Tannehill said, the words, and then diagnosed it. And I think it was fair. The chat believed they were fair. So bravo for that. Yeah. In today's NFL, we should also understand there's turnover. Like, it's life. You come and you go. Things happen. You just got a great example of that with AJ Brown. <laughs> right? Like, you move forward. It's just the way of life. People come in and out of your life. You have you have jobs. You leave jobs. You work with people. You don't work with people. And, and Tannehill will find this out. You have highs and you have lows. The thing is, is Ryan Tannehill is coming off of the lowest point of his athletic career. Yeah. That is losing the biggest game. Uh, it's not the biggest game. The AFC Championship game was probably the biggest game of his career, but that AFC Championship game was a surprise to all, right? That was a run that we were, wow, they, they the really Titans, put this together. And the Titans' defense wasn't ready. The Titans' offense wasn't ready. The it Chiefs was a, were a better team. They yeah. had home field advantage. We yeah. know that, right? Yeah. So this, the Titans were the better team. Right. You know, that I think makes this tough is the Titans had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. The Titan, Titans had a superb defense. The Titans had Derrick Henry back from injury. They were somewhat healthier or healthy, yeah, healthy, healthier than they were, mm -hmm. and they lost at home. They had worked so hard to get there, and that's why this is the worst loss of Tannehill's professional career. Yeah. And this is the offseason afterwards. Right. It's just what it is. Now, Shannon on YouTube says, is Willis the QB too? Now, that, it's a, something that we had, you know, Logan Woodside was brought back under a one-year contract, right? And so, Logan Woodside is the cockroach that will not die in the apocalypse. Logan Woodside has beaten out a handful of quarterbacks that have been brought in to compete with him. Now, are they going to keep Logan Empower Woodside? Logan Woodside for doing that. Yeah, sure. It, like, is Logan Woodside? Is this gonna be a three quarterback roster? I don't know, <laughs> but but uh, and they like Logan Woodside a lot. Like, well, they, they've brought I, him back multiple times now. I want to say this before we move forward. Yeah, 
This is the first time, and it goes back to the premise, and if you watch this show, uh, I thank you very, very much, and you've heard me say this. Before the draft, I asked the big question, are they going to pressure Ryan Tannehill, or are they going to help Ryan Tannehill? The answer is in. This is the most pressure Ryan Tannehill has had since he is a Tennessee Titan. He didn't have any pressure as a backup. He took a job. He didn't have anybody behind him. Logan Woodside was not going to take his job. This is the first time that he goes into that quarterback room and he is not the man, right? Because for a short period, he wasn't because Mariota was. And then Mariota proved that he sucked at quarterback. So like all of that has come to fruition of this offseason. They have put pressure on 17. What are you going to do? When, when the pressure is applied. And I love that. This is what I wanted the Tennessee Titans to do. Well, and Ethan Ethan says pressure busts pipes or it makes diamonds. I don't know. What, what, what's it going to be, right? I love what, it. And, and Ethan, and I, man, I've already given away the love of the show. but And I don't really love all caps comments. But Ethan. Pressure busts bust pipes. Oh, Put it man. On a t-shirt. <laughs> I, see, that's another t-shirt. We're, well, look, we're, we're, we're going to get uh, uh, at some point in time where we come up with a show idea. We're going to put that SOB on a T-shirt and we're going to and I'm going to rock it the next week. Pressure bus pipes. <laughs> All right. Man, so, I love that. so now this goes directly into what we were about to talk about. Will this offseason elevate Ryan Tannehill? Or will it stress him out where he will succumb to that pressure, right? And we're going to talk about the dark offseason that Ryan Tannehill talked about that he's gone through uh, uh, yesterday. And Matthew, no, of course, we've heard that expression before. It's not the first time we've heard pressure burst pipes. Uh, but anyway, so... It's the first so, time I've thought about putting it on a t-shirt, though. It's I the first time that. it's been on... Yeah, the, yeah. And then on the back says, and, and forms diamonds. It's a front-back t-shirt. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's anyway, Tannehill. It's Tannehill's celebration. Finger roll, yeah. <laughs> Tannehill finger roll. But... Or him at hey, the podium. Pressure I mean, buzz pipes. Yeah, Lucas said, uh, yeah, Bruin and Print. They'll make those shirts for us. There you go. <laughs> we actually have a meeting with him on Friday, so I don't think this is out of the question. Hey, so anyway, hey, <laughs> bring, bring up, hey, put a little note to yourself, pressure buzz pipes Friday. All right, so here is this question. Will Ryan Tannehill's dark offseason elevate him or stress him out this season? But first, Zach, tell us about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP is where you need to go. When it comes to your health plan, I changed earlier this year and man, am I happy. Better coverage, better rates, better service, over 200 plus locations in the state of Tennessee. If you're in the state of Tennessee right now, you can change your health plan. Farm Bureau Health Plans has saved me 20% each month and I have better coverage. I get a contact allowance. That contact allowance helps me see. I get free teeth cleanings. That makes my pearly whites whiter than ever. That's what FBHP.com slash ATOZ can do for you. Quick 30-minute health assessment. You go through that. They give you a quote, and all of a sudden, you realize how stupid you've been over the last couple of years for the health plan that you've been a part of. They can make you smart. They made me smart, too. I, I was stupid, and now I am smart. That's because I got better coverage, better rates, and better service. They're so kind. They're so nice, and it's really an easy process. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app today and use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit with your first bet. So, pretty easy steps. You download the app, 
You punch in that code ATOZ Sports. You put in your first deposit in that first bet, risk free up to $1,000. Ah, I went Golden State minus one half last night, and uh, it did not. John Morant was just too studly uh, in that. And uh, grit and grind, Memphis is on a that high. That was a great this game. Uh, Both I, I, games I, I, have been outstanding uh, in that series. Looking forward to it. 1 1 going back uh, to California. But don't forget. BetMGM code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or only, Tennessee only. Uh, customer, new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued if knowledgeable free bets or site credit. Free bets expiring seven days. For problem game with support, call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. So, Zach, uh, we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill's dark offseason. Uh, we're going to play this clip talking about him working through what has been a difficult offseason. And the question is, Will Ryan Tannehill's dark offseason elevate him or stress him out? But here was Tannehill yesterday talking about uh, what it's been like the last few months. You mentioned being in a dark place after the Bengals game. What did it take to get out of that, or it, or are you, or do you feel like you're still maybe in that dark place? No, I've kind of worked through it. You know, um, like I said, it's a scar that that uh, sticks with me. But um, therapy, you know, talking to people, um, time. All of the above, um, yeah, it was it was tough. You know, it was tough. You know, it's not not a situation you want to be in. Um, you know, you, you prepare so long and so hard to put yourself in that in the position to um, go chase your dreams and and to go out and play beneath the standard that I have for myself. Um, it stung, hurt, and uh, like I said, a lot of sleepless nights, uh, a lot of reflecting. Rewatching the game over and over in my head, um, but yeah, it took a lot of work to get through it. You know, it wasn't wasn't a day, it wasn't a week. It was weeks and weeks and weeks to uh, to to get through it. Uh, you know, a lot of sessions, and you know, at this point, I can look back at it, recognize it for what it was, and learn from it, and uh, and move on. Has therapy been something you've done before, Ryan, or was that new after this? No, I've I've you know been doing that um, for a little while now, um, but definitely. You know, I think uh, this is the first time that it probably I absolutely needed it to pull me out of a, a dark space. So the first time Tannehill's needed the therapy he's been doing to be pulled out of a dark space. I mean, I thought that entire, you know, 90 seconds there was pretty. And that was a follow-up question that Ben Arthur asked from the Tennessean, right? He had already talked for a minute or so about the dark place he was in and the scar that, it's never that game is never going to leave him, but will it elevate him or will it give him the yips? Right? Like, is it which direction is Tannehill going to go? But there's a lot to react to before we dive into the answers to that to the specific question. Well, first and foremost, I think uh, you know you respect him for opening up, right? Yeah. I mean, that takes something to to actually put that on the table. Um, you know, most are guarded in front of others, especially when they're talking about personal struggle and personal struggle can be a lot of different things. It can be an experience. It can be exposure. It can be uh, all these. It could be a family problem. I mean, who knows? You know, this is so unique because his dark time came directly after something that was so public, right? We all yeah. watched it. Yeah. We all witnessed it. We were all invested in it, right? And so this, you know, I, I do, I do commend, you know, Ryan Tannehill for opening up because he didn't have to do that. And, you know, it is tough because critics like me, I mean, I criticize. I, I don't I, I don't shy away from that. 
the chat criticizes Austin. You criticize. I mean, it just it is what it is. It's the the job that you do. Now, you know, do we justify that? Probably more so than we need to because he makes a hundred million dollars. Yeah, you know. Well, we can call him an sob because he he's, he got a big paycheck, right? I think that we fall into that scenario, mm-hmm. but we don't truly know how it feels to be in Ryan Tannehill's position. Yeah. And he's got a big decision to make this coming season. And and that kind of leads our, I think a very good question is how is this going to propel him? Is it going to propel him up or propel him down? Yeah. And, and so uh, a couple comments before I let you go through those uh, elevate or stress reactions, Eric says the lack of confidence at 35 years old with a hand in the face. No, again, He's answering a question. Like he also answered a question earlier about what type of confidence does he have in himself. And he said how excited and fired up he is. So again, these players are answering questions. They're not just going on monologues and bringing up things that they, like, I, I just don't understand how Eric can say something like that. Uh, also, Nate, uh, dumb comment. Dark place. This snowflake went to therapy after throwing three interceptions in the playoffs. Come on, dude. You were laughing on the sidelines after throwing an interception. The entire world saw you eat a two teaspoon of cement and harden up. Like, Nate, that's just a dumb, dumb caveman comment. Like, he said that he was he has been going to therapy for a while now, but this is the first time that that therapy helped get him out of a dark space, and he needed that. I, I, you know, I think Nate is taking things too macho guy. Like that's just a stupid comment. Like, well, when you're in dark places, you try to some, not all, but some reach out to people uh, for help, right? You're they trust, right? Like you reach out to your, to people you trust to get you through something. Right. And you know, Nate, as I said before, we've never been in that spot. And we've never just because you get paid $30 million doesn't mean you're not human. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Cody is correct on that. And, and you know, I, I, the hard part for me is knowing that, and, and he mentioned it, how hard these guys work. You know, Austin, you and I know how hard these guys work because we've covered the NFL for some time. And they work their ass off. It is family aside, I've got to, you know, crunch film. i got to be prepared. And then to fail on the stage that you do, I, I can see how it could get you to a dark place. So I, I don't uh, I don't take that lightly. And I, I'm, I'm with you, Austin, in the sense of, I think, Nate, in the words that he said, you know, teaspoon of cement, pretty harsh. But will, will it elevate or will it cause more stress? Uh, my answer is this. I hope it will elevate Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it will matter because I think that the Titans have uh, uh, a worse team than they did, in my opinion, and the AFC is a lot better. So it will be more difficult to achieve the goal that is there. And I go back to that. I said that yesterday on the show. It's more about the people around you, and it's the old parent philosophy. If your kid is around uh, guys that smoke crack, there's probably a chance that your kid ends up being a crackhead. If you're around really superior competition, it makes more things difficult. It makes everything hard. And so you can't go and win games like you did in the past 
because AJ Brown is not around. You have you know different faces. Roger Saffold is not at left guard. There are different things that uh, that have changed. Now it doesn't mean that the Titans can't compete. I think that they can, but I think that going into this season, it will be a struggle, and they will do worse. So it will stress him out more because on top of all the things that I've said, Malik Willis is right behind him. Yeah, but dude, Malik Willis is not ready. Like, and and I, I didn't say yeah. he was ready. I said he was right behind him. I, I think, well, okay, here's my prediction for what Malik Willis storylines will be. It will be training camp, right? And what do we get with training camp? We get crazy video highlights. A lot of times, you know, I, I will be sad to no longer have ridiculous AJ Brown one-handed catches to put up on TikTok to get a half a million views. I'm going to miss that. But there's going to be Malik Willis ridiculously good plays. There's going to be Malik Willis making throws that you're like, holy bleep, this guy has it all. But there's also going to be the Luke Falk type of throw from Malik Willis that gets picked off and ran back for a touchdown by Christian Fulton. Like, there's going to be both of those things. There's going to be roller coasters. So Ryan Tannehill is going to see that. Ryan Tannehill is going to walk out in the field and see, yeah, seven's not ready to go. 17, me, I got to step up. And so I, I honestly believe this will elevate Ryan Tannehill. I saw a comment that mentioned that Don Davenport yesterday on the zone with 3HL came out and said how she saw Tannehill approach yesterday's press conference. Dude's, dude, I think dude's fired up. I think he's ready to go. He answered questions. He spoke honestly. He stood there. That was different compared to previous press conference. Well, this year will be different than yes. any other year. Look, I think he's this ready. Is where, this is where I disagree with you, Austin, real quick. The pressure outside from these fans and this, the, the bar has been set. You just were the top team in the AFC. They're going to expect you to be up and around there. You, you're expected to now win the division. You're back-to-back -back champions. Now you got a quarterback behind you to put even more pressure on you. You got We haven't even seen the schedule, and this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is the reason why the stress, stress is the correct answer. It's not elevate. Because in one week and one day, I think all of us are going to look at this schedule and say, holy, you want to use bleep? I'll bleep the hell out of that. Holy bleep. Because you got the Green Mile. Tom Hanks is coming to town. You got Murderer's Row for this particular year. And it's just how the cookie crumbled. You play Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I don't know, I don't think the NFL is going to be kind to the Tennessee Titans. No, 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 no. Because... Well, and if you start one and four or two and six, your goose is cooked, pal. You're done. You're turkey done. So, yeah, and, and Ryan Tannehill has zero margin for error, right? It's the first time Ryan Tannehill throws an interception in an open portion of practice. He is going to get smoked by everybody. Stress, 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 but stress. I, but I also think I expect Tannehill to elevate. I think it's going to be better. I think... Plus, there's no way, there's no way the Titans have the type of bad injury luck they had last year. 
Like again, like the, oh, so I correct. I was glass half empty. There is glass half full. Yeah, Traylon Burks could be offensive rookie of the year. Derrick Henry could go back to form. Their defense is a lot better. Their coach is coach of the year. I mean, they, the off. I, I like I like some of the pieces they have on the offensive line. I think I, I, there's some questions there. There's I'm just qu- I'm worried. <laughs> I, this yeah, is probably no, I, this should be the year that you worry most about the Titans not making the playoffs. Sure. More sure. than any other year in the last several years, but it, you know, the AJ Brown factor is a big deal. Like I, I think because Tannehill knows that AJ is gone, he knows that that's extra work he's got to put in. He he said back in January or no December before AJ came back for the Niners game, we've got thousands of banked reps with me and AJ in practice. He doesn't. He has zero banked reps with Burks Woods. Phillips, Hooper, Chig. I'm getting ahead of myself because it's only May the Fourth be with he's you. He's got he's got banked reps with Jeff Swain and Mason Kinsey and uh, NWI. Roger, zero. Uh, this this will be a show. If you look at Roger's comment, Roger yeah, that this will be a show that we do. And for all of our audio listeners that aren't on visuals, it's regarding Jarvis Landry. A big factor, I'm going to say this right now, and I'll say it throughout the offseason, throughout the summer. Traylon Burks cannot get tweaked no. in training camp. No, I, You can't have an ankle turn. You can't have a hamstring tweak. No. You can't have a shoulder. You can't have an elbow. You can't have a jammed finger. You have got to be out there as a rookie getting as many reps as you can in training camp. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown didn't have to do that last year. They probably should have, but they didn't have to. Traylon Burks does not have that luxury. And so that, I think, is a key going into this year. And, man, I next Thursday, I am eagerly awaiting what the NFL is going to do to the Tennessee Titans. I You talk about that that – pressure and that stress i'm a little stressed out i got a bad feeling about the first five games i'll say that and i don't know what they are but i got a bad feeling i think that they're going to be some tough road games against some tough quarterbacks well there's just tough tough schedule right i think they're going to start it like that though i don't think they may there's no way you can't like it's a first place schedule you're playing see west on top of it no austin i I give you a a scenario where it starts a lot easier jack uh, yeah, you start you start with the Texans because they are the Jags probably because they usually like opening the game with divisional rounds. So the the Colts and the Jags usually, have done that in the last week, two seasons. Two, three. That's usually week two, week three. Well, no, the Colts and the Jags have done that in the last two seasons, if you know, yeah. because the Jags have won. And so if you look at that, you start out week three is the Texans. You can start this thing out easy. I just don't think that they're going to do that to the Titans. Uh, Brian. Reggie Roberson, SMU is a sleeper. Yes. UDFA, Reggie Robe. That's what I'm calling him, Reggie Robe. And shout out to Ryan Dominic. I don't know if you remember this, Zach. Over a year ago, Ryan Dominic on the show, because he messaged me this this past week, he was like, Reggie, Ro- Reggie Roberson to the Titans next year, and he nailed it. That's a good un- call. As an undrafted free agent. And so G-Man says, Zach sleeping on the defense. No, we're talking about the offense. This is not a defensive conversation. This is an offensive conversation, right? The defense got nine sacks against Joe Burrow and they lost. Point made. Point Ready made. Throw shade. Ready to throw shade. Uh, yeah. Before we throw shade, I, I do want 
to address this. And I'm not, well, I, I don't, I, I do not think I'm a cold, hard, hard person, but some others may. And I just, you know, I hold people accountable. That's probably, I held a, a manager at a restaurant accountable over the weekend. She was the one serving me. The manager was the waitress and it was terrible service. And I ripped her a new one and I hold her accountable because it's her restaurant. Just like I held Drew accountable by putting his ass in timeout yesterday. But Drew, I will give you a second chance. And Drew comes in, and if you watched the show yesterday during sports trivia, we caught him cheating. He's a cheat. PEDs. Drew is a cheater. All right? That's noted. He will never get into the A to Z Sports Fan Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. But <laughs> he did come back. He says, Austin and Zach, I would like to apologize yesterday. I'm sorry. I know I was wrong, and I admit it. I won't do it again. As a man, I commit I was wrong, and so I'm so sorry if you will forgive me. Well, I will not forgive you, but you will have the ability to earn the trust back that then could give to forgiveness, right? So, Drew, I appreciate, but don't cheat, don't lie, don't steal. And, and I, I hope Drew's still watching because I have a proposal. And I, I do think Nick's Drandrew Hop, Drandre Hopkins <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, does Drew get suspended? Drew because, Andre Hopkins. <laughs> oh my God. Who was that? Who said that? Uh, where'd he go? Uh, Drew Andre, Nick, Nick Ewing. I mean, Nick, that's so funny. Damn, that's good, Nick. That's good content. Drew Nick. Andre There's about, I'm, so I gave, I, I was premature today. I gave yeah, the love of the yeah. show. There's about two other loves of the show, but that was good. I, I, um, I do think Drew needs to be suspended. Well, he was suspended yesterday. I suspended him on Facebook. Here's what I don't know. I don't trust Drew next week on trivia. Anytime I see Drew in the comment section on trivia, I can't not see it, right? And I, I can't not be influenced by Drew's comments on trivia. I think Drew needs a further trivia suspension. And the only way to do that is to put him in timeout for the 24 hour period so he can come back the next morning for the show. Well, we, I would just put him in, I would put him in a timeout for the 60 minutes right yeah, before which, the trivia. Which I think is what that's, you did. Yesterday. I think that's fair. So because he got a, so here, here's the official ruling, ruling on yeah. Drew. Drew got suspended just like he got ejected, ejected from it, the game. Yeah. Draymond got ejected, right? So, but we as a council have met and we are suspending Drew for one week. One week, one week of it? the season. Yes, next week, next Tuesday, it will be suspended from trivia, and he, but all other shows he can comment. But trivia next week—that is your ruling. And then Drew, it's a lesson learned. You're, you, week, unfortunately, you've set the example. Uh, I think one week is light. Well, hey, uh, we gave him a second chance. I mean, uh, we ripped him pretty bad. Yeah, but we ripped yeah, him. Okay. I, I ripped him. I suspended. Yeah, we, I know. We, I, I'm, I have, I'm, I'm thinking about the integrity of trivia moving forward, and I don't know if one week is enough. I, I will, one week. One week. Okay. And if he, well, look, I've already told him that if he does it again and he gets caught, he's banned for life. So I, that, the the second ruling is going to be a lot worse than the first one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Drew, no more cheating on trivia. You are suspended for next week's trivia. We will uh, deal with that next Tuesday. All right. Don't shade on a Wednesday, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Drew Andre Hopkins. Drew Andre Hopkins. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. 
Chat's been on fire today. You know what's else on fire? The Ionic. That's their battery-powered vehicle at Wilson County Hyundai. I'm telling you, fuel efficient. Yeah, it's fuel efficient because it doesn't run on fuel. It doesn't run on diesel. And diesel is as high as it's ever been, it feels like. So if you want to go that route or if you want just fuel efficiency, they've got they've got your perfect make and model. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, quick trip down I-40, exit 236. The Palisade is third row seating, full-size SUV. You've got the Hyundai Sonata. You've got the Elantra. I mean, man, they have what you need. You just got to go there and check it out. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great ride. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. It's the king of sports books. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 after first deposit with your first bet. So again, download the app, punch in the code ATOZ Sports, then make your first deposit, and that first bet risk-free up to $1,000 NBA game tonight on the slate. So it is time, Zach, for throwing. <laughs> Every Wednesday, throwing shade. Uh, Zach, you got some uh, comments to read there from from the shade people? Uh, Yeah, so comment in the comment section. It's throwing shade. We do this every Wednesday. If you are just joining us for the first time, we welcome you in. Throw some shade. Let's go to uh, Zach. He may add another comment, but shade on myself. Took a chance on some new dress shoes don't think they're going to cut it. Also, the store I bought them from is permanently closed. Oh, oh no. Yikes. Oh, no. Um, Jared, who we know, it's been documented he was suspended. Throwing shade on the job that suspended me. Didn't let it come back before they laid me off. Went from seven to employees. And over seven a month later, uh, seven to two employees. And over the a month later, they still have two. I make four an hour more than that, though. But shade on them. So, Jared, we have, we uh, that is shade. Unfortunately, you did get suspended, and uh, best of luck in the future uh, of finding you know a, a new job, a new gig. It could be uh, you know the best thing for you. You never know. David says shade on whoever gave me food poisoning on my trip to India last week. At least the hospital stay was cheap. I got hospitals in uh, other world countries scare me. Uh, you know, I, you don't want to get sick there. Uh, sick abroad. Uh, Brent says shade on the predators for not having a better backup goalie. <laughs> Anyone watching the show uh, could be a, a fe- uh, as effective as that one last night. I mean, seven goals. That kind of leads me into the shade that I have. And then I, I do want to continue reading uh, yeah. some, some shade, but this is shade, and I don't usually support Luan because I got a love-hate relationship for Luan, but I don't think this is Luan's fault. Luan got got, but you know we use tw- Twitter sometimes as, as a, a tool for information, and Luan, you know, the Predators tweeted yeah. out 2-0, and Luan says, Nashville, hockey town, thinking they're up 2-0, and the Pred says, Taylor, we're not winning. And then Taylor says, I really feel misled here. I feel like we should have gone O2, right? So here's here's my uh, yes, they should have said O2. But also, this is exposed Taylor Lewans for being a fraud hockey fan. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, look, a lot of everybody's a fraud hockey fan to a degree. No, but again, like that's <laughs> like, it's, 
And it was like the first minute of the game. I mean, oh, and I like Bose. Uh, instead of Big Save Dave, Big Shade Dave last night between the pipes. All right, so because it's Preds related, Zach, I will let you start with your shade. That's my shade. That, oh, that oh, that was it. That was literally my shade. Oh, you didn't present it like it was your. Shade. I did because that that was the comment. That, that's the shade. Is that the Preds? They've got to do better on social media. Like I, I do think you know, Luan got got, but he got got because it was a poor tweet. You, you're not up 2 0. That's not how you say that. That's never how you say that. You're down 0 2. You know, no, in, in the history of sports, you never say, Yeah, we're down 2 0. You're down 0 2. That's how it is. And, and especially if you're tweeting that out with no context, they just, you know, it's just. 2-0. They usually should say, you know, abs oh, score, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, off of a deflection or whatever, 0-2. So my shade is the social media team for the National Predators yeah. because you know what this was? This is an example of sugarcoating. No. I am anti. Yeah, it is. Sugarcoating is is the 2-0. That's the sugarcoating. You need, just- you need, you need uh, context. You're you're Austin. If anybody, it's not if in the world that I've met, you you like context more than anything. Yeah, but it's not you need some context. That's just not right. No, I I agree. It was wrong. It was the wrong way to to phrase the tweet. But it's not sugarcoating. It was just a mistake by the social media person. But I think they did one o two. Like so, they then, need to, so then it's consistent. It's it's not like sugar consistently bad. <laughs> right, but it that look there. It shows you the purpose was not to mislead. They were just. It was just a bad tweet. Like, not every bad tweet is intentionally misleading. Did they mislead? Yeah, but I don't think it was sugarcoating anything. They're a professional sports franchise. They tweet. Uh, they have how many games have they had this season? It's the playoffs. It's no, not game I, one. I, I know it was a again. I'm not defending the tweet. I'm just saying I disagree with you saying it was sugarcoating. Sugarcoating would have been like guys played tough, got to dig out of this old five hole. <laughs> like, now that's sugarcoating. Uh, no, you. But they should have just when you tweet out if you're losing, just explain what well, happened. I, Add yeah, score but, down o two. Right, yeah, but right, and they they did it in a. Uh, they were being too cute. They were being too cute, trying to be like the uh, the fan. They were trying to make you feel what they are feeling. And look, I am the guy who is still blocked by the Lady Vols Twitter account for calling their ass out for getting boat raced by Auburn years ago when Holly Warlick was a head coach because they lost to Auburn by like 20 points one time. And they posted a graphic of tough night, but so-and-so got a triple double. And I was like, you didn't, they didn't even post the score. And so I quote tweeted the lady Vols and said, if you're going to brag about the triple double and the 20 point loss, post us the score. And they never post the score. And so I'm still blocked by the lady Vols basketball program on Twitter. I'm because sure of all you lose crap. sleep over that. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I I did have some sh- other shade. I'm going to put that and keep that in my back pocket for next week. But I do have shade on uh, Peace on Twitter. Is at NFL underscore training. Because he tweeted me just now, five minutes ago, and said, I tried to comment on your show, but you constantly ignore my comments and post everyone else's. And like I've said this who, several times. Who is times. this? His name is Peace. Is at is at NFL underscore training. Uh, he follows me. He's a former scout and personal trainer to athletes in his Twitter bio. I, I don't know him. I 
I, I know that he tweeted me recently over the draft weekend, but like, I swear Zach and I are not purposely ignoring comments unless it's Drew spamming the comment box, apologizing still for his cheating. I went, yeah, I went back in a look. I looked for that. Right. Cause I right. saw that earlier in the show. Like I, like I, like yesterday, I'm not exaggerating. We had 2000 comments on the show. I'm not exaggerating. And so I'm, I'm sorry that I did not read your comment. I am not purposefully ignoring it. Now, will I admit that Jeff Rubel's comments, Ricochet Ray's comments, Orlando and Liz, like the people who have been watching the show for years, yeah, their names stick out more. But I, we had 2,000 comments yesterday. I don't know how many comments we have today. And they're all in one feed. And every time a new comment pops up, the other comment, it scrolls. So like, no, like Zach and I don't hate or ignore all of your, any of your comments. I have, I have like a fifth love of the show today. There's been some really good comments. No, we, today we're, this has been a great show. Orlando, I think it's the fifth love of the show. I, and there's only really true. AD got the one love of the show. But this is a really funny comment. Because Orlando says, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> so I read that in Stephen A. voice. And that is funny. It's not that we don't care. It's just, it is, you know, we prepare for this show because uh, Austin and I, a long time ago, we saw old radio and I would rather put a bullet in my forehead than come up here on social media and be like, all right, guys, um, Tannehill spoke yesterday. What do we want to talk about? Phone lines are open. Go ahead. Dial us up. What do you guys want to say? Um, well, let's see here. We That's just not how we will ever do things in the history of the show. We have a lot of comments. So NFL training, it is not a vendetta for you. It, it like we we do not care in that sense, but good comments do stick out, and we try to credit yeah. them. We also destroy bad comments. I mean, we've put people in lock boxes because of their bad comments. So yes. that that's just how the show works. So that's yeah. Fair. And uh, Carl says shade on Austin for not picking Memphis. Yeah, I I, I picked the Warriors minus one and a half last night. I thought. You also picked that the box. So no, I, I I did not make that bet. I was strategizing the Bet MGM promo because the Bucks had the longest money line on the night, and that is where I thought you would get the most out of that Bet MGM promo. Uh, so I also the, said I also said Memphis money line for the Bet MGM promo, but so, I did I did and and Carl the shade on me is me losing my bet. I lost my money. That's the shade. Right. I, you know, and so I'm look, I'm happy Memphis won. I'm excited for that series to be tied up one, one, because on I am that, more entertained by the, by that going longer than I am winning a one bet on that. I do have some side shade on that. Draymond yeah. green, who I do not like, I've never liked Draymond green. He, and he, look, he's hated for a reason, but Draymond, you can't get elbowed in the face and then go back to the locker room and get booed and then get butt hurt because you got booed. You are a villain. And I, I, I credit to Jack Gentry because he tweeted this out. I saw this. If you're a villain, you can't get upset when you when you get booed. You're the villain. Yeah. You, you've, you've always been the villain. But he sat there in a press conference last night and cried. Wah, wah. Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to boo a player that got elbowed in the face? Hell yeah. Because 
later on in the game, and and this God, this is perfect because I get to bring up Jaron Jackson Jr. again. Jaron Jackson Jr., go figure, fouls out when they need him the most because Draymond took a good charge. Right as he took the charge and the call got called, Draymond, like the villain he is, turned around to Jaron Jackson Jr., who fouled out like he always does, and starts waving to him. Like, you can't do antics like that and then get butt hurt because fans boo you. So that is shade on Draymond. Like, that, come on. It is, that's wussified. You, you, you got to have thicker skin, people, especially Draymond. Lucas, so, uh, and Lucas is another love of the show comment candidate, right? Rep the endorsements. That'll get your comments read. Because <laughs> Lucas brought up, hey, just go have Brentwood Imprint make those t-shirt ideas. And what did I do? I read that comment. There are Lucas buzzwords that say, like my Lucas eye gets playing caught. chess. Yes, like my eye gets caught by my name. My eye gets caught by the sponsor's names. My eye gets caught by some of your guys' names that I've been seeing and reading for years every day. So, yeah, I, I, look, I, I'm sorry to NFL underscore trainer. I am not ignoring your comments. I just don't see every comment. That's just how it goes. Hey, well, good great, show. Hey, great show today. And yeah. shout out to the chat. The, the, the chat won today. I thought it was a good show. But the chat really won today. So uh, kudos to the chat. Great Wednesday, A to Z Sports Morning Show. Yep. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning for a Titans Thursday. We still haven't talked about like, – I want to talk about Kyle Phillips. I want to talk about Hassan Haskins. I want to talk about Theo Jackson. You, your boy Chance Campbell at Ole Miss. Like, I, I, we haven't even talked about what Malik Willis is going to be. We talked about Tannehill today. We haven't talked about uh, you know my little brother. Uh, right, Nicholas, Jar Nicholas, little brother. Right, and you got Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many conversations to have. Drew Andre Hopkins. <laughs> uh, Nika just commented that again and made me laugh. Drew Andre Hopkins. Thank you, Nick Ewing, for that gold. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Titans Thursday. Buck Rising live tonight. A to Z Sports primetime. A to Z Sports .com for all of our new written written content. New Titan Up podcast is out this morning as well on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. We'll check you guys later on. Thanks, guys. Adios.